you know, I was uh, reminded uh, throughout this week, I was reminded about the cross. I was brought up in church. I was brought up to know about Jesus. Uh, I went to a Catholic school and I learned everything there is to know about Jesus. I could tell you every story there is. But there was something missing throughout this time that I, that I was growing up. But I was reminded of what happened on Pentecost Day. It says there were 120 people waiting for the promise that Jesus says. He says, go and wait. They were in the upper room waiting for the promise that Jesus said. He said, you shall receive the Holy Spirit. And I was reminded about what happened this Labor Day weekend will be 33 years that I have come to know the Lord. I'm celebrating. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm celebrating my birthday with my Lord. Every time Labor Day comes around, I don't think about Labor Day. I don't think about firecrackers and stuff like that, fireworks. I think about my birth with my Lord. I think about what happened on that day. It was like an upper room experience, you could say that, because it was something that God reminded me of two weeks ago again. About some people that gathered together in their homes. This was my family that 33 years ago, they started serving the Lord even before that. But they had a habit, they got into a habit of gathering every week or every other week. To just read the word, worship, eat, and just worship again, and eat again. And it was, it was in one of these days that we were here in, in Dallas. We were invited to go. In reality, we had no choice because we were spending the night with my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, Manuel, Brother Manuel and uh, Olga. Brother Manuel has gone to be with the Lord, praise God. But he's, he's in a better place. He's in a place that I'm, that I'm longing to be at. But I was reminded on the scripture where he talks about, in the book of Acts, that's number four, Oscar, on, on your list. It says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. This is exactly what they were doing. They were gathering together. They were fellowshipping. They were talking about the Lord. And for me, at that time, I was not ready for that. Every time they had a, a meeting like that, and we were in town, I knew we were going to go because these are my, my wife's family, my in-laws. But for me, it was not a time. I, I was not ready for it. But it was in that time that the, that the gathering, that they always brought up, to those that are here, you see this cross, and those that are watching online, the cross behind me. They would always talk about the cross, of what Jesus did. This man that died on the cross, to me, he was just a man, another story. A man who died on this cross, they were sharing the the goodness 
that he has done for them. Many were sharing about, you know, the miracles he has done for them. Some were getting healed. Some were getting financially uh, 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 blessed. And other things. People were coming to know the Lord left and right. I mean, they were, it was, and they were talking about all this. And I could not knock any of this. I could not, for no reason, talk bad about them because I knew what they were saying was true in my heart. Even though I didn't show it, even though this or that. But I knew that every time they brought up Jesus on the cross, they were sharing a testimony and witnessing to me without them knowing what was fixing to happen on that weekend. And I, I was reminded what the Holy Spirit says, you know, there were in the upper room 120. And then on the day of Pentecost, 50 days later, later the, the Spirit of the Lord comes in like a rushing wind and fills them all with the Holy Spirit. And this is my desire for you. And this is out of the book of Acts also. And this is my prayer for you tonight. And I must, this is the, the scripture says, While Peter was still speaking this word, the Holy Spirit fell upon all on those who heard the word. This is my prayer tonight. That is, I'm speaking to you tonight. And I'm asking the Holy Spirit to just lead me. That you will hear his voice. That you will hear that same voice that I heard 33 years ago. A voice that I knew about, talked about, but in reality, I never had a relationship with that man that died on the cross. It was that night, my brothers and sisters, that I can tell you that God just changed my life, rest, you know, to who I am today. It was a moment in my life that I can say. A transformation, like the word is, you know, be transformed, be, be renewed of your mind. A transformation happened in my life and in my mind concerning my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I realized for the first time what it meant when he died up there, when he was crucified. I felt that night what he felt when he got the nails in his hands, on his feet. The thorn on his head. The blood gushing out. And you're talking about worthy is the lamb, Dennis. All that became alive to me. All that became reality. I remember hearing them. I remember them praying. I remember them singing songs. And I was thinking about those men in, in the upper room, 120, that's what they were doing. They were worshiping, waiting on the Lord. Little did I know that this little small group of people, up the 14 or 15 people that were there, the people that love God, they worship God. They, they, they share scriptures with each other. They loved in each other. They ate a lot. I mean, it was good. But it was during that time that I can actually tell you that 
God had a plan for me. Without me even knowing, it was for me that night. You know, we sing or we pray that song, you know, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice in it and be glad in it. That was my day. A day that I believe that can be for anybody here and those that are watching. A day that God can just bring you to that point of no return. But it's only going to be him and only him. We're going to go through our trials like Pastor Chris was saying. We're going to go through different situations. The word tells us there are many of the afflictions of the righteous. But he sees us through all of them. It's in those times, my brothers and sisters, those that do not know the Lord, that you need to look up into the heavens and remember the heavens are there. Who created them? You're existing. Who created you? Everything around you, who created that? Only God. But you know, the scripture tells us in the book of John, it tells us the love of Christ. It tells us, John 3, 6, and a very famous verse that I think everybody knows by now. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the love that God has for you. He gave of his son. Thank you, Jesus. He gave of himself through his son, Jesus. He showed his love through the death and crucifixion of his son on the cross. It was through that death and resurrection that I, I stand here today proclaiming the name of Jesus, declaring him as my Lord and my Savior. When my eyes were open on that night, it was something that happened that I was not, I was not prepared for. But I knew that weekend, and, I, and I, my wife can testify of this, that that, uh, that Saturday morning I woke up and I felt different. I did not know what was going on. I remember they were having lunch at my other brother-in-law's house, but I didn't eat lunch. And my wife was surprised because, believe me, I love to eat. And she asked me, are you okay? I said, yes, I'm okay. I said, you're too quiet. Yes. <laughs> but I was, I was thinking as I was sitting there. I remember thinking about a couple of weeks ago of how I felt. I felt different. I wasn't scared. I didn't feel like something was going to happen, something bad was going to happen. I just felt different. Without realizing that through all this day, that Saturday and that Labor Day weekend, on that evening that we were gathered together and, and they were praying and worshiping and, and uh, laying hands on each other for prayer, whatever, and they even laid hands on me. And me, I just stood there because, sure, why not? But after everybody left, my brothers, this was pretty close to 2 o'clock in the morning. After everybody left, 
wife and I got ready, get ready to go to bed. We finally went to bed. It was around 2.30 or so. But throughout that night, my brothers, to almost 3 o'clock, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't get myself to sleep. There again, I had this feeling. And he was out of nowhere. I just got up, sat up, and I woke up my wife and I said, babe, he said, what's the matter? I got to ask God to forgive me. I said, what? He said, I got to ask God to forgive me. And together we knelt there at my sister-in-law's house bedroom and in the bed there and, and I asked God to forgive me. You know, I had asked God for many times to forgive me. But this time it was different. This time, I only knew one prayer back at that time, my brothers and sisters. Those that are Catholics probably know what this is. The only prayer that I knew was called the act of contrition, where you ask God to forgive you, and so on. I have prayed that prayer many, many times. Many I felt good after I prayed it. I felt good after that communion and the whole works. But come Monday morning, I was back the same, like if nothing had happened. At this particular time, this night, I felt something different. As we knelt there and, and I asked God to forgive me, I asked Lord Jesus, forgive me, cleanse me, wash me. I know I've offended you. And for the first time in my life, I felt this washing of the blood of Jesus over me. I felt it just flow right through me. And I felt this cleansing like I had never felt before. I felt pure and holy for the first time. I felt something had changed in me. I felt something different in me. This time I could feel something. This time I could feel, at the time I did not know what it was, but it was the love of God over me. It was his forgiveness that I was receiving. His love, his compassion, his mercy, his grace. And it was here at that night that my life changed completely. I woke up, I cried all night practically, woke up, still crying. And these were not tears of, of sadness or something I could say, well, you know, oh well. No. These were tears of joy. I could feel even that morning after everybody got up, we got up to eat breakfast and everything, and it was like, the moment they mentioned Jesus, I was just, I just, teary-eyed. Every time the name of Jesus was mentioned, I would be curious. As I was preparing for this message, as I was ministering to myself, the tears were there, the tears are here now. Because he hasn't changed. His love doesn't change. He loves you so much. Those that are watching, he loves you so much. That he has picked this day just for you. This is your day. 
This is the day that the Lord has made. We rejoice in him. He rejoices because it's your day that he has picked for you. You know, we celebrate our birthdays. But I thank the Lord that I can celebrate my birthday with him on Labor Day, on Labor Day weekend. It's a moment that I'll never forget. It's going to be 33 years that God has kept. Have they been holy all the time? No. Have I received his forgiveness again? Yes. Has he pointed finger at me? No. You know what he's done all the time that I fail him? He stretches out his arms again. He did it on the cross to receive me. And that's what he does for you. That's what he wants from you. To know, to know, to know that his arms were stretched out just for you. He loves you so much. He wants you to be with him in heaven. You know, his death and resurrection on the cross, you know, the bloodiness and everything, the pain that it took for us, the stripes on his back, all that was for us. Everything has a purpose. His crown was for the washing of our minds, the renewal of our minds. His nails, the blood, so when the blood of Jesus washes you, he makes you white as snow. You're pure. You're holy. You become his. You can say, like my mother-in-law used to say, I am a daughter of a king. And that's what you will become, a daughter and son of a king. And you declare him as Lord and Savior. This is something that for everyone. This is something that I can tell you. It doesn't end. It ends when you stop. It, end, it ends at the day that you turn your back on him. It ends on the day that you die. But if you're in Christ, it's a new beginning. A new beginning. When he died on the cross, he was buried. And it says that on the third day he arose again from the dead. And he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. And the book of Romans says he's interceding for us. He's interceding for all of us. And it's God's will that none shall perish. And that's you. Those that are watching, those that are here. If Jesus has not become part of your life, let this be a day for you. Let this August the 20 the 30th be a day that you will remember forever a day that you can say Lord August the 30th 2020 even through a pandemic I came to know you even through this mask that we wear I was still able to voice I voice you as my Lord and my Savior and for those that are sick out there, I really feel in my heart to just say to you, 
God says, I've healed you because I love you. Those that are sick with this virus, declare your healing in the name of Jesus. Those stripes that he took on the cross was for you, for anyone that's sick. Just by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. This is for you. You want it, you receive it. And thank you. But I'm going to ask you right now one question. Has you made Jesus the Lord of your life? Is he the one that you have in your heart? In the book of John, it says, I'm going to read it. Just, uh, now, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, ruler of the, of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with you. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. This is Jesus speaking in the book of John, telling us that we must be born again. We must experience his love. And we experience him, my brothers and sisters. Number one, we repent. We ask Jesus for forgiveness. We ask God to send his Holy Spirit upon us. We acknowledge Jesus as Lord and Savior. This is very simple, a very simple act that we do. It's something that I can say to you that if you read the book of Romans chapter 10 verse 9, this is what it says concerning your salvation. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. If you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, number one, if you believe that he died on the cross and was resurrected, number two, if you confess him as Lord and Savior, number three, very simple. People call this a three-minute salvation for those that write elevators. It's how you can do it in an instant. And the same experience that I experienced 33 years ago is the same experience you all experienced when you pray this prayer. I got four minutes. I'm just going to say it to those that are watching and those that are here. If you have not made Jesus the Lord of your life, 
today is your day. Don't let anybody rob you of making that decision. Don't let anybody rob you or stop you from confessing or praying or asking God for forgiveness. I've had people, I do chaplaincy work on Wednesday mornings, and I've had people that sometimes they want prayer, but they don't want nobody else to know that they've been prayed of. We don't want to do that. I can guarantee you that the moment you ask Jesus into your life, you receive him and repent with a true heart. He will cleanse you and wash you and fill you with the Holy Spirit. And I guarantee you that you will not be able to hide it. No matter what you try to do, you will not be able to hide the love of God for you. Some of you will be screaming, Lord Jesus, thank you. Some of you are just going to take off and just start sharing the gospel with others. You know, Pastor Nate was talking about making an impact last week. That's what's going to happen. The Holy Spirit is going to take over you. And you're going to be his witness. Acts 1.8 says, For you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit come upon you to be a witness for me here in Judea, Samaria, and to in the most other world. That's who you're going to be. His witness. He's the one that you're going to be talking about. You know, we have this, this virus going on right now. But even through your mask, people, even through your mask, you can still talk. Don't let that stop you. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. And let us pray. If you want Jesus into your life, just pray with me. And then we're going to see what happens. We're just going to ask Jesus, God to forgive us. And then invite him into our hearts. And most of all, to fill you with the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Father in heaven, if that's you, just say, Lord Jesus, forgive me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Cleanse me and wash me with your precious blood. Let this day be a new day with you. Let it be a time where I can start being a witness for your kingdom. Let it be my testimony this August 30th, 2020. A year of not a pandemic, but a year of salvation. I thank you, my Father. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for dying on the cross for me. And today, Lord Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. I believe in my heart that you died on the cross and was resurrected on the third day. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your obedience on the cross. Thank you, my Father, for sending your Son, Jesus, who died on the cross for me, so that I can be reconciled back to you. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. If you confess that, if you pray that, the word tells us confess to someone. Tell someone that you just received Jesus into your heart. What you're doing is you're breaking that chain that the enemy has had on you of being a witness. You're telling the enemy, no, I am no longer yours. I am a child of God. I am a child of a king. He is my Lord. 
and he is my savior jesus is lord and there's a saying there's something that we use here at church it's not used it's just something for certain things that we do it says we will arise for me that was a prophetic word that we the church we will arise regardless of what's going on in this world you as children of god you will arise you will be healed and you will be victorious in jesus name amen and amen